we don't merely walk with God. We're able to walk in Him. We're able to walk in Him. And now for Walking in Him and Abiding in the Word. Part one. Well, thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. I would like to share just a little humor. This old fisherman would go out in his boat every morning and come back about an hour later with a cooler filled with fish. The game warden got suspicious as to how the old guy always caught so many fish in such a short time. So he invited himself fishing with the old guy. They went out into the middle of the lake and the old guy pulls out a stick of dynamite and throws it overboard. Boom! Fish start floating to the surface and the old guy starts scooping them up in his net. The game warden says, you can't do that. It's illegal. The old gentleman quietly lights another stick of dynamite. He hands it to the game warden and says, are you going to talk or are you going to fish? <laughs> I'm taking a little break from some people just now getting a joke. <laughs> I'm just taking a little break from our series. We have been sharing in a little series entitled Faith When Life Gets Hard. So I'm just taking a little break from that since we are in a new season and at the beginning of something new. And so I just want to just share a little bit from my heart. I would say that just to give you four things to think about, I think in this new season we should seek to put God first. I think we should seek to put God first in our lives. There's no better way to start your day than to start it with God. So put him first. Number two, I think we should seek to value, strengthen relationships with our loved ones. Value people. Love people. Number three, I think we should pursue our goals. Goals. It's a time where you can reassess your life and it's a time where you can make changes. It's a time where you can get better. It's where you can improve. So I think we should go for our goals. So you can change your life. If you don't like your life, you can change your life. God has given us the power to change our lives. And so we can set new goals and pursue our goals. And then number four, in this new season, I think we should choose joy. Yes. 
choose joy. Choose joy. Life is too short to live any other kind of way. So I think we should choose joy. Choose joy. Those are just four things I was thinking about. Put God first, value and strengthen relationships with your loved ones, family, friends. Pursue your goals and then choose joy. Choose joy. Live every day happy. Live every day joyful. Enjoy every day. I brought a little screenshot of something. I'm not even sure when or where I took this, but it was recently. And so, A.B., if you can put that screenshot on the... I thought it was good. So whenever I see good things like that, I like to take a screenshot of it. I'll read it to you, those in case you can't see it. What is called energy takers and energy givers. And so there's a list of things that are listed that are considered energy takers, energy takers. Focusing on the past, inconsistent sleep, mess and clutter, sedentary time, meaning if you're sitting down too long, too much, social media, Overworking, dehydration, screen time, that can be your phone or your computer or could be the television. Screen time, that's an energy taker. Resentment, negativity, junk food, the news, alcohol, stress, fear. So all those are energy takers. All those are energy takers, energy takers. And then there are energy givers. There are energy givers. And the reason I like this, I like this little list because God is concerned. He cares about the total man. So God cares about you. God pays attention to you. You mean a lot to God. And so God wants you to live life well. He wants you to take care of yourself. And so I just love that about God. The Bible says, cast all your cares over on him, for he careth for you. He cares for you. He cares about you watchfully and affectionately. So you mean a lot to God. And so God loves to see you operate optimally. He loves to see you operate with great energy. He loves to see you operate with vibrancy and well-being and wholeness. So God cares about you. God cares about you. And so I agree with this list, and so that's what I was sharing. And so this is a list of energy givers that's located on the screen, energy givers. Music is an energy giver, especially when you got good music like we heard today from Christian and worship team. That's good music. That gives you energy. That gives you energy. Not all music gives you energy. You know, some music can drain you if it's not the proper music. There are some pretty rough rock and roll and some pretty rough hard metal and heavy metal and there's some rough rap. There's some music that'll take you down. <laughs> There's just some blues that can make you blue and take you down. So not all music gives you energy, but, but positive, uplifting 
worship music, classical music. There's some good music that can uh, give you energy. Nature, nature gives you energy. Nature gives you energy. They say that if you're in the forest and you ever get lost and you're tired, can't find your way, they said, find the oldest tree you can and lean up against it. And it'll give you energy. It'll give you energy. So nature gives us energy, being outside. Something about just being out in nature gives you energy, gives you energy to breathe the fresh air. And when it's warm enough to take your shoes off and be barefooted outside, all the nerve endings of the body end in the feet. So just to be able to walk barefooted does something to your nervous system. Some reflexologists believe that all parts of the body have contact points at the bottom of your feet. So that's why they do reflexology. And so just being barefooted, there's an energy from the earth comes into the body. My father walked barefooted all the time. We would go play golf with him, and he never wore shoes when we played golf. My dad walked barefoot, so he understood the principle, so he was barefooted as often as he could. So, you know, just being out in nature gives you energy, gives you energy, the fresh air, just to behold his awesomeness, just to behold his awesomeness, to take a deep breath, to behold his awesomeness to receive the vitamin D from the sunshine and all the rays and the life and the energy that comes from photo energy from the sun. And so nature gives us energy to see God's creation. His fingerprints are all over creation. And so there's something majestical. There's something that's all filled and inspiring and, you know, just something that we pick up from nature because we pick up the fact that all of creation declares his glory. All of creation declares his glory. And so that's why you can feel God when you get out in nature because all of creation is declaring his glory. All of creation is declaring his glory. Everything was made by him, for him. By him, for him. Not FUBU. Those of you who know FUBU is for us, by us. No, everything was made by him, for him. And so all of creation declares his glory. So there's something, energy that we receive from nature. The next one is sunlight, which we just talked about. I even read one time that if you have a tumor, tumors don't grow in sunlight like they do if you're not getting sunlight. It slows the growth of tumors if you're out in sunlight. And if you think about it, sunlight is like, man, that's like getting radiation and chemotherapy treatment. That's like God's natural treatment. So there are some powerful things. But anyway, the next one is positivity. These are energy givers I'm going over. Music, nature, resting, Oh, we skip resting. I skip resting. Resting, music, nature, resting, sunlight, positivity. Positivity gives you energy. 
Negativity drains your energy. Gratitude gives you energy. Hydration. Hydration gives you energy. Movement or exercise gives you energy just to do something. You don't have to be an Olympian. You don't have to have an expensive gym membership. All you need is a pair of tennis shoes <laughs> to be able to take a walk, to be able to do a jumping jack or something, just to move the body. So movement is important. Movement is important. Meditation, prayer, breath work, breathing. Community. These are your friends. This is fellowship. This is what we even have here right now. We have community. This is a community of faith. Community of faith. This is energy. We give off energy to one another. We are to stimulate one another in the faith. The Bible says provoke one another to faith and love and good works. So there's energy here. There's energy here because we're praying for one another. We're pulling for one another. We're encouraging one another. We're loving one another. So there's an energy that comes from community, energy that comes from community. You'll find that in the, amongst the people who live the longest and who are the happiest on earth, you'll always find that one common denominator, that common trait, they have strong community. They have strong social ties. They have strong fellowship with family and friends or some interest group. But they have strong community. It gives you energy. And then there's, where do we live off? Community. Then there's decluttering, consistent sleep. This gives you energy. Then there's eating whole foods. It gives you energy. Then there's learning something new. Learning something new. Never lose your curiosity. That gives you energy. That gives you energy. So I just wanted to share those. I, I feel like God cares about the entire man. He cares about the whole man. He wants you to take care of yourself. He wants you to live well. He wants you to live vibrantly. And so I think this is a, a great time to just reset yourself, recalibrate yourself, slow down. Catch your breath and ready to start again. And so God gives us a period of resetting and recalibrating our lives. And I just wanted to share that. In, in our last few moments, I just wanted to share, I don't know, there was kind of one thing that was kind of on my heart for this new season. And that was walking in Him. <coughs> and abiding in the Word, walking in Him, walking in Him, and abiding in the Word, walking in Him, walking in Him, and abiding in the Word. As New Testament believers, we don't merely walk with God, we're able to walk in Him. We're able to walk in him. We walk in him. So that's a wonderful privilege that we have as New Testament believers. We actually walk in him. In the Old Testament, they had to walk with God. 
New Testament, we walk in him. We walk in him. God was so excited about the new covenant because he says, there's coming a day where I will live in them and I will walk in them and I will dwell in them and they will be my people and I will be their God. They'll be my sons and my daughters. And so now we are living in him and he in us. So walking in him, walking in him, walking in him. I'll share a few scriptures about walking in him. Here's one I love. This is Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Walking, talking about walking in him. Listen to this one. It says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. I love that. So we get to walk in him. That's Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Just as you've received Christ, now you walk in him. You walk in him. You walk in him. You walk in him. Here's another one. You can feel the union that we have with Christ Paul said in Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, he says, For me to live is Christ. To live is Christ. That's union with Christ. That's oneness with Christ. For me to live is Christ. For me to live is Christ. I love that. He shares another one over in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. He says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So now we get a chance to live in him. We live in him. We walk in him. He lives in us. We walk in him. He lives in us. We're in him. He's in the Father. The Father is in Jesus. We're in Jesus. Jesus is in us. The Father is in Jesus. Jesus is in the Father. The Father is in Jesus. We're in Jesus. Jesus is in us. The Father is in Jesus. Jesus is in the Father. We're in Jesus. Jesus is in the Father. The Father is in Jesus. Jesus is in us. We're all one. There's union. We have union now. Jesus said, if you'll keep my word, if you'll love one another, so the Father and I will come and make our boat with you. We'll come live in you. We'll come live in you. I love that. I love that. I love that. So we walk in him just as you've received Christ Jesus. Walk in him. Walk in him. Walk in him. The Bible says in 1 John, it says, as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we, because we are one with him. As he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we. As he is love, so are we. As he is righteous, so are we. As he is healed and whole and sound and blessed, so are we. As he is, so are we 
in this world. So we live in Christ. We walk in Christ. That's why Paul says to live is Christ. To live is Christ. Walk in him. Walk in him. Walk in him. Walk in him. I'll give you a few other scriptures that I love. I'm taking my time, but I'll give you a few more scriptures that I love. We're talking about walking in him. Listen to this one. John 15, verses 4, 5, and 7. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. If you abide in me, my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Praise God. Isn't that good? I love that. I love that. Walking in him living in him, abiding in him. The word abide means to stay, means to dwell, means to live, means to continue, means to remain. There's a permanency about it. Abide means to live. This is where I live. Now, I stay in hotels at different times, but I don't live there. I just visit. I visit different places. But I live at home. That's where I live. That's my permanent residence. That's where I live. That's where I'm at most of the time. That's where I sleep. It's home. And so he says, live in me. So when you say abide, he's saying live. You stay in him. You live in him. You continue in him. You dwell in him. You remain in him. This is where you live. This is where you abide in him, in him, in him. To live is Christ. Just as you have received Christ Jesus, walk ye in him. Walk ye in him. Walk ye in him. Walk ye in him. Praise God. So it's his life. His life flows through us. His life, when you're abiding in him, when we have that union with him, in his life automatically flows through us. His life flows through us. When you are abiding in him, his life flows through us. You don't have to worry about keeping the law. You don't have to worry about keeping the commandments because the commandment is now living on the inside of you. He is living on the inside of you and it flows out. So you're automatically, you're automatically doing those things. They're flowing out of his life. They're flowing out of his life. And that's why God says, I'll write my commandments on your heart. It's him living in us. His spirit, the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus living in us. And so now we live out him. We live out him. We live out him. Praise God. And so that was my thought for this new season, to live in him, to walk in him, to abide in him, to live is Christ, to live is Christ, to live is Christ. Praise God. I may do one more part on this because we have to get into, well, we'll talk a little bit more about living in him. There's a scripture that says over, I can't remember where this is, 
I'm thinking it's first or second Corinthians, but it says, but of you are speaking of God, but of you, but of you, but of you am I in Christ Jesus, who has made unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. And then another one says, we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ, and in him are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And so all of this is about living in him. All of this is about living in him, and him living in us. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Well, that was just on my heart to share walking in him, walking in him. And we may continue a little bit next time. And then we'll get into the second part, which is abiding in the word. Abiding in the word. Walking in him and abiding in the word because he is the word. He is the word. He is the word. Praise God. But I think it's the perfect way to recalibrate your life. Start off this new season in him. Start off this new season in him, walking in him, living in him, abiding in him, and allowing him to live through you and allowing his life to flow through you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Those of you who are watching by television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this entire message absolutely free of charge. You can also email it to a friend. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part one of the series titled, Walking in Him? and abiding in the word. By C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 3060. That's 3060. To listen to thousands of free messages, or to send this message number 3060 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you, and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's I want to give. Dot com. Listen to brothers of the word dot com often because brother you need the word. From brothers of-